Star Wars 7x7 episode 745. Today we are wrapping up our coverage of Celebration Europe with some thoughts about the DK Publishing Absolutely Everything You Need to Know About Star Wars panel, as well as the Art of Storytelling panel, which featured folks from a variety of companies within the whole Lucasfilm family. And we'll give you some bullet points about the Future Filmmakers panel, but we've got a longer one to share with you on that. And we're also going to share with you a preview of what you're going to be hearing on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. Punch it, Chewy. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars Galaxy for Entertainment Weekly. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and it is done. Star Wars Celebration Europe has been completed, and although a lot of us, I'm sure, are sad to see it go, I'm sure there is a huge sense of relief on the part of the organizing staff who spent countless hours, tireless dedication in bringing this event together for tens of thousands of Star Wars fans. And so congratulations to everybody behind the scenes and even in front of the cameras who worked to make Celebration Europe as memorable as an experience as it could be for everyone that walked through the doors of the Excel Center in London this weekend. Now, just because it was Sunday and it was a shorter day doesn't mean that they skimped on the content for Celebration Europe. And one of the big panels was the Art of Storytelling panel, which featured a number of heavy hitters from across the Lucasfilm spectrum, including ILM, Skywalker Sound, the ILM X-Lab, Lucasfilm itself, the gaming division within Lucasfilm, and, of course, Dave Filoni for Rebels and therefore, you know, the television division, as it were. And one of the coolest things to come out of that panel, at least in my opinion, was a story about the formation of the Lucasfilm Story Group. So it turns out, according to Kerry Hart, that it was formed in the last days and weeks of George Lucas's tenure with Disney, with Disney, <laughs> with Lucasfilm before he sold it to Disney. And it was a good thing that there was some overlap because it helped make the transition a little bit easier. And ultimately, what they realized was that they needed a central hub where people from all these other areas within the company and across companies could collaborate with each other and support the creatives that were telling stories and help everybody stay connected so that way they could provide a seamless experience for Lucasfilm fans. Now, that was back in 2012 when the sale happened, so obviously they've been thinking pretty deeply about this for a while. So, Story Group becomes the solution, and it may not have been so easily achieved if it weren't for the fact that there is a great collaborative spirit and interdisciplinary approach that Carrie Hart says she's only really seen in academia, but she is thrilled to be able to see that at Lucasfilm as well. Now, another thing that was awesome about the Story Group situation was the discussion of using virtual environments in the production of Rogue One. And they talked about how they were doing virtual reality set building for Gareth Edwards to help him visualize how a scene would be working. And that wouldn't preclude them from building practical sets. It was just a matter of giving him an idea before the actual set was built, having him be able to think about how he wanted shots to be framed and how they would be executed. They also showed some behind-the-scenes photos from Rogue One where they're creating virtual environments as sort of lighting references for the characters and for the filming for the special effects that they're going to add on afterward. And they have 
like a full ship's cabin that is mounted on hydraulics and whatever. And they said it's basically like one intense star tours ride where they can jostle it up down sideways and all that fun stuff, put the actors in it. So that way the actors can be riding in, you know, the, the passenger hold of a ship or the cargo hold if they're stuck down in there for whatever reason, whatever you want it to be, where the actors and actresses are actually in the thing and they're getting shaken up and around. So there is a realism to it that you can't fake whatsoever. And being able to shake them around while you have this projection of screens around so that way you can get lighting references for when you add the CGI even though the lighting is changing on the people that are inside the ship based on the way it's moving around and stuff. Very technical and complicated but pretty awesome once you wrap your head around it. Alright, one of the other panels I jumped into was the DK Publishing panel on absolutely everything you need to know about Star Wars, and that featured a couple of folks from DK Publishing moderating, as well as Cole Horton, and Adam Bray, and Leland Chi, who of course is the holocron keeper with Lucasfilm, and Adam and Cole were the writers of the book, and apparently they weren't even necessarily <laughs> sure about each other's existence in terms of the project. Um, Adam related a funny story where he said he was on a panel, and Cole was on the panel, and he actually whispered or tried to you know, whisper privately, like, what's he doing here? And it was because Cole was working on this same book as well, and Adam didn't even realize it because they had been sort of compartmentalized in the production. So if you haven't seen the Absolutely Everything You Need to Know book, it's worth getting a look at because the aesthetics of it, the design of it, is unlike any other DK book you've seen. And they had to go and find some really random and obscure facts about characters. That was their charge, Coles and, and um, Adams. And they did it, of course, and they found that in some cases it was easier to do certain characters rather than others. Like, for example, doing Obi-Wan Kenobi was very difficult because how do you distill all the information about him down to two pages, whereas some other folks, they had leeway and license to actually expand on those characters a bit. And as Leland Chi noted, it was their job, Coles and Adams, to research the facts or make up the facts as the case may be and submit them and for Leland to give the yay or nay on these things. Now, there's a lot of other fun stuff from the panel on the live blog write-up at StarWars.com and we will link to that in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. In the meantime, there are a couple other things I want to share with you. One of them was a series of tweets that came from Eric Goldman, who is the chief muckety-muck at IGN. And he talked about how in the, the Rebels press conference that Dave Filoni said that Ahsoka would have been alerted by Anakin that Obi-Wan had killed Grievous and that the Clone Wars were at an end, which would then give you an idea of how close they were to the execution of Order 66. So that was kind of neat, and it actually played into some of the unfinished Ahsoka tales that Dave Filoni talked about in his Ahsoka's Untold Stories panel on Friday of Celebration. See that Dave Filoni, he is just a font of wisdom. It's incredible. And did I mention, by the way, that that he had said the ending for Ahsoka had been something that was planned for nearly a decade and that it was something that he and George Lucas had talked about and that it was supposed to, in theory, happen on the Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars ended before they were ready to do it. And so he suddenly lucked into being able to have the opportunity to do what he wanted to do for a decade in Star Wars Rebels instead. 
Okay, so then of course there's the other panel that I checked out and was very lucky to get into, and that was the Future Filmmakers panel. And we have a full episode about that as a bonus episode for you to check out. I will just tell you the highlights here, which are that we got a few behind-the-scenes photos from episode 8, did not get any footage, did not get any surprise reveals like the name of the movie or anything like that, not that I was expecting it, but it would have been very cool to get something like we did for Rogue One, which was just even a little 30-second tease that nobody else would have anywhere else. Like That would have been great for Episode Eight, and unfortunately we didn't get it, but they did drop a lot of little breadcrumbs that we could investigate and make hay out of, and so we've done that for you in that bonus episode, so please do check that out. Now, I've got one last thing to share for you. Actually, the fact of the matter is is I've got more than a dozen to share with you, but I'm going to wait just a moment to tell you about all of that. So hang in there. We're going to take a quick break, and then I will share with you that one last thing that's actually a lot of last things. If you had to name an iconic special effect from the Star Wars movies, holograms would jump instantly to mind. From the moment Princess Leia appeared in R2-D2's very sneakily done Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope hologram, everybody has been captivated and transported by the mystery of the technology as well as the mystery of the story it told. That's why I want you to check out SW7x7.com hologram to see what Zebra Imaging created with the R2-D2 and Princess Leia scene as well as their other holograms as well. It's almost as good as having the real thing right in your home. One more time, that's SW7x7.com hologram to see it for yourself. All right, we're back live with you. And here is what you're going to be hearing on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. So last year at Celebration Anaheim, I went with a question that I asked a number of people in the Star Wars galaxy, and that was, why Star Wars? A very open-ended question, and almost like a Rorschach blot test. And I got a wonderful variety of answers, and so I thought... What a neat idea it would be to come to Celebration Europe with a different question that I would ask a number of different people. And so this year's question is, what excites you most about Star Wars right now? And that, of course, is another question that can be answered any number of ways. And the interesting thing overall that I discovered was that even when you're asking somebody in a particular field, like if you were asking somebody from publishing or asking somebody from the comics or asking somebody from podcasting, like the answers did not stay within their particular disciplines. They had a lot of different answers. Personally, my answer right now would be Dave Filoni. Just Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni. There is something that has happened. I'm convinced of it. There is some magic that has happened with him. And I was talking about this in our longer podcast about the future filmmakers panel that they had. But there is a quality about him where he has come into his own in a way that it just it wasn't necessarily there in Anaheim. And I'm not saying that there was anything wrong with him in Anaheim at all. I'm just saying that, you know, he was Dave Filoni, he was awesome, he was that and the other. But he's transcended to a different level, I think. Somehow in the last 15 months, something has happened. And it's just remarkable to see. It was amazing to see him on the panels. There's something that he has had, like, sink in to his own. Like, he has become somehow comfortable in his own skin and in his role in a way that 
is way different from anything I saw in Anaheim. So good on you, Dave, whatever happened. And if nothing happened and I'm just, you know, laying it on you <laughs> from my own perspective, then, well, hey, you know, I guess that's not such a bad thing either. And I asked a whole bunch of people a similar question, which was variations on what's most exciting about Star Wars for you right now. And so we will be sharing those answers with you over the next couple of weeks. And I'm very excited to tell you that on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to start with uh, Kemp Remillard. And he is the guy who does all the cross-sections for the DK Publishing books. And we actually have a reveal from him that nobody else has yet. But you're going to get to hear it here tomorrow first. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your scopes go dead and you start the landing cycle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a slimy mud hole, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No. I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Hey!